Hey guys, it's me again. I uh, just wanted to introduce this recording, this conversation with Chapter. Uh, first met Chapter last year on the site. Uh, he was the first guy I've ever seen eat 30 grams of mushrooms on video. <laughs> it's a pretty crazy dude, but I love him. He's uh, made a lot of um, progression in the last year. And um, I know he took a little bit of a break from the site there uh, around the same time I did, but, you know, we caught up. Uh, he gave a little bit of his backstory, um, his experience with um, psychedelics, and then we just kind of sh- shot the shit there for, for a second towards the end. But um, I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, again, if um, you'd like to come on, um, you already know there's an email in the description. Just send me an email, and uh, we'll schedule a date and time. Um, and thanks for, thanks for your time, and uh, continue to spread that love. You know how to get a hold of me, and uh, enjoy. Thank you. Cool. Chapter, man. I've fucking been waiting for the longest time, man. I remember when uh, it was last year when we <laughs> yeah. were doing the conversations with another one of the members there who, who just kind of disappeared there right um i did one with him and then i know you did one Sater did one matt and i fucking loved it. i fell in love with it man i really did yeah and um something happened after i did the interview with him and um you know we, we got to this point you know but um i remember yours i was listening the only thing about those back then was the audio was really bad it was really bad yeah and i wanted to bring that back but make sure that the audio was good you know that you know two people sitting down and you know not just on a phone anywhere so i got this set up here and um i'm really glad that you're here man i really am well thanks yeah thanks for inviting me to do this man i'm i'm looking forward to it as well oh yeah man i i know you had uh i i mean and the the talk that you did, you had some pretty interesting um, some pretty interesting stories to tell. But why don't you kind of give us a little bit of a, of a of a backstory, if you will, if if you don't mind? Sure. Well, um, well, what got me into psychedelics? Um, well, as in my youth, I'm 48 now. In my youth, uh, you know, in your middle teens 14 15 16 you know i did a little bit of a lot of experimentation with you know acid and a little bit with mushrooms and that sort of thing um smoked a lot of weed um and then so life went on and i went through a number of different types of jobs and i um I found I ended up going long story short I ended up going into psychosis and um I was taking Ritalin I was finishing my welding B ticket and I went to the doctor and he prescribed me Ritalin and Dexedrine was this was this dose. was the psychosis due to uh like drug abuse or was it just something that just naturally occurred maybe something that was hereditary or something no, this was from sleep deprivation, oh, really, I think, and um, mm. a lot of, because I was snorting the Ritalin, and, oh, I was, shit. and I was snorting, I tried snorting the Dexedrine, but you can't snort that shit, it's like orange stuff that drips out of your nose, so, oh, geez. just took that, yeah, anyways, <laughs> fuck. So I, was, I was finishing my, my welding course, and I start was taking this Ridlin orally and um i thought to myself fuck this tastes a lot like cocaine or a little bit anyways and so i fucking snorted it 
And that fucking day, I was like, holy fuck, this is the shit. I love, it gives you like a speed rush, right? So my dosages, my dosages increased and I was doing like five of these pills a day, snorting them. And um, one thing led to another. Um, I was like, at the end of it, I was awake for maybe, you know, between three and five days. Jeez. And then I would sleep like three to five hours and then I'd be up and up for three to five days and actually i had a rid um like this you know how uh on nightmare on elm street it's like one two freddy's gonna get you i had like this kind of rhyme <laughs> for the days that i was staying up for day one through Jeez. five because then by the by the third or fourth day you started hallucinating a little yeah. bit right? and that's when i started seeing the gin and um so <laughs> i'll tell you this story again we started seeing the what the jinn. So the jinn are a mythical creature in the uh -huh. Quran. And um, uh, basically, for me, they were on like every surface and covering everything, including myself. So like I was, I'd be fucking sitting on the toilet doing my business and they'd be like, the fan would be going on in the, in the bathroom and the dryer was just outside the door and I could hear that going off, but it created this like amazing musical sound. And the gin would be like about four or five inches tall, dancing along the baseboards, what? doing this little musical thing for me and i was just like oh fuck that's so fucking awesome i'm never gonna hear that again that was just for me and then i get up from there and they'd be on like every wall every appliance everything including me and so i um i thought it was wise to cover myself in virgin olive oil in order to keep the gin off and to for me, it did for that short period. Then I went into the bedroom and I had this camera set up behind me and I was butt naked. And I had this mirror in front of me and I was going down and I was doing the Hermes Trismegistus Emerald Tablet incantations. And as I was saying it and my voice was getting deeper, I got like hairier and I became a fucking minotaur. And then I like opened this portal. My wife, see, my wife at the time, seen it. That was my third wife. Um, yeah. Anyways, I ended up going to jail, getting arrested, and the cops came in. When they came in, I had this uh, like pentagram kind of star on the on the floor, made up yeah. of sticks, like a big one. And it was just, oh fuck, it was a shit show, man. God. And this was before psychedelics, right? This is before the psychedelics. So. <laughs> I got out of, they had me in the bug ward in jail. Uh -huh. And so I got through the four months. My dad paid my, my bail and I went back to his place, spent a year, literally, I had nothing. I spent a year on his floor sleeping with a blanket. Oh, and um, I ended up getting my own place and I had a couple suicide attempts because I had felt so distant from my family and the people around me. I, I felt like like anybody who knows this darkness knows that you're like a black sheep. Yeah. And everybody else has their place, but you do not. Yeah. And it's time for you to leave. So I just want to say to anybody that's feeling that right now, 
you know, it gets better. You just have to put your one foot in front of another and yeah. keep going and don't, don't end your life that way. Because on the other side of this, you know, uh, as consciousness expands, it could be a lot worse than what you're experiencing right now. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, definitely. Now, let me ask you something. The, the, the Ritalin use started the sleep um, deprivation, the sleep dep which got you a little bit more into the psychosis, even without the, uh, the Ritalin? Well, the Ritalin was just keeping me up and I kept bumping, oh, I bumping the Ritalin, bumping the Ritalin, <clears throat> trying to get more and doing things in order to um, talk my pharmacy into getting more Ritalin. Was it a was it was it like an addict addiction type thing or was oh, this? Well, it was euphoric, right? Oh, okay. You snort the Ritalin and it was like an instant speed boost. Bam. Yeah, yeah. See, I've never I've never done Ritalin or, or taken Ritalin, but I have had experience with um, <clears throat> with meth, and it's kind of the same thing, right? Where you get this. Yeah, I've done meth before. It's kind of similar to that. Similar. Yeah, it's very similar. Like in terms of you just want to stay up and keep going. Uh-huh. It's a lot like that. And when, like when I was at the peak of it, I was very, you know, how you tech out when you're on math. It's kind of the same thing. You get yeah. all, all, you're like tearing your computer apart. Yeah, what do you call it? Teching out. Teching out. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, I know people like from, from what I know, and they call it tweaking right like yeah. you're tweaking you're just doing yeah. all kinds of shit you're out in the fucking two o'clock in the morning mowing your fucking lawn with some scissors right yeah 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 exactly <laughs> that's so crazy yeah. oh, shit, man. anyways yeah so um to continue on the story i guess i uh i had a couple suicide attempts and they ended up giving me electroconvulsive therapy so i had that six times and then Damn. and i was in the it was really funny because canada didn't have um uh, legalization of marijuana at that time and but i had filed and got a, a paper from health canada so i could carry like two grams of weed on me at oh, the time no so i had like fucking 40 joints rolled in rolled up when i went into the because they they wanted me to go into the into the psych ward in Cologne. Well, I might as well say it. It's in, in Cologne, the McNair unit, mm -hmm. and they had to let me go out for a break, so I was able to smoke my weed uh, out on the sidewalk, and nobody. That's nuts, man. It. So I was like trailblazing that shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's it was pretty crazy, funny. Man. So when um, did it did it help you though? Smoking the weed did it help you? Like, um, well, to be honest, like I I used to grow it when i was younger mm -hmm. in my in my mid-20s and i used to smoke that shit like snoop dogg but um you know over the years i just found that i got increased paranoia from it mm. and so i don't drink i haven't drank in a number of years and i don't smoke weed uh -huh. i just do um mushrooms and beautiful and tea yeah that's it. beautiful beautiful yeah I mean, look, weed's not a bad thing, but yeah, for some people, it's just not their cup of tea. I understand, you know, even for me, I'm, I'm more like one hit in the evening and I'm good kind of guy, you know, but I, I understand. Yeah. I've seen it do miraculous things, you know, yeah. we've all seen it on the internet, how for it sure. has calmed people's, you know, disposition. So if they're agitated or whatever. And, yeah. and so, yeah, it's, it works for some, it's not for me. Yeah. That's kind of the way I look at it. Understandable. Yeah. So, Did you ever do anything with the welding stuff? 
welding oh i did a little welding okay. i did some structural welding that sort of okay. thing i i just i'm not it wasn't uh wasn't for me my mind yeah. is way too monotonous yeah 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 no, I, hear you. I i build things at home right now with wood okay. and i've been thinking about getting some welding stuff but that's nice that's not, always to, always good fun, to, right yeah and always good to have either way to have some type of trade just in case if ever it comes down to it at least you know a b or c right i mean it'll it'll come in helpful somewhere down the road doesn't mean that's what you got to do all day every day for a living but it's still yeah. always good to know some type of trade especially when you need it in your house or something like that that way you're not paying up out of your ass you know for somebody yeah. else to do it for you exactly yeah. yeah and just to apply yourself right exactly me you can do anything if True. you apply yourself you know we've mm -hmm. got the internet we've got youtube all you have to do is look it up exactly you know? yep yeah so it's pretty easy anyways um continuing on with the story i um i ended up coming back to my hometown where i was born uh, giving my mom her nine-year AA cake. I'm going to give you the story of my name right now. And uh, I met the first kiss of my life because my parents were friends um, with her family when we were younger. Uh -huh. So she was at the AA meeting. And so um, I ended up going to her place that night. So I moved from the town over where, where I was, came out of the hospital. There's a big story behind that. But anyways, um, her ex-husband and I got into a little bit of an argument and um, he threw hot coffee in my face and I started chasing him down and he turned around and he said you're nothing but a chapter and I was like whoa I stopped dead my tracks man I was like that's a fucking excellent nickname and so over the years I, I had this huge stage fright and so I'd get up and I'd and I then I fi finally I ended up getting the lady who does karaoke to call me chapter and then the other karaoke ladies call me chapter and I had that for a couple of years and then I um, got together with my wife which is another really long story um, oh I should back up a little bit but that's okay anyways I ended up taking the name and so my name now is um, my mom's main name which is king and my uh my buddy todd when we work he always says that i'm a machine so not only do i apply the middle name machine to that but i also apply it to um hyperspace which i call the, also call the machine and lots of people call the machine yeah so i'm chapter machine king but in actuality we're all chapter machine kings Wait, what, what was chapter? Is this supposed to mean something? I, I mean, I don't know. I know there's a little bit of a difference here with, you know, Canada and, and down here where I'm at in the States, but is that supposed to mean something else? Like, is that a slang word for no, something? No, 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 no. It's just, you know, a chapter in a book. Oh, okay. Many chapters okay. in in our book of life. Oh, right? I see. I see what so, he meant, though. I see. What, <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering, like, why the fuck would he call you a chapter? <laughs> Yeah, but I understand chapter. Yeah, a chapter right in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I moved back to my hometown, uh -huh. and I was seeing the psychiatrist, the psychiatrist in the other town, and then they put me over to the psychiatrist in this town. I'd seen a number of them, and um, I'm not going to mention any names or anything. Like uh huh. That. Yeah, sure. But um, I went in and saw her, and I had already done like about seven or eight months of um 
research on psychedelic mushrooms because I was having this terror. I just wanted it off this planet. I just yeah. want off this motherfucker. Get me off this. I got to find a way that's a not going to hurt. Yeah. You not going to, you know, offend anybody or like just kind of get out of here i just yeah. wanted out of this place and so i told i watched a number of videos and the one that really stuck out was um carhartt harris what was what's it what's his first name i have to look it up on youtube here you said carhartt harris yeah it's a youtube video it's um he did it it was a, it was actually a ted talk first okay. so i can't remember his first name though anyways um that was robin first- robin carhart that's harris. It, yeah. yep robin carhart harris that was the yeah first- i think i've seen that oh yeah 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 I yeah and then there's that. there's another psychedelic one on, that's re- like is really good as well and um i can't remember what that guy's name is but the carhart harris one was the one that um like nailed it for me i was like i have to try this because my my mood is so flat mm-hmm. and i couldn't jerk off i couldn't like it was i was totally impotent i was fucking mad as hell yeah because yeah like who wants to go through life without that yeah and so um i ended up i ended up going to my psychiatrist and saying look it was i think it was like october i said look um either you're gonna help me get off these head meds i was on paliperidon for schizophrenia and, and uh effects are like 292 milligrams of that shit and um she said and i said to her i'm gonna start taking magic mushrooms for this problem and she goes and she used my old name well she says i can't support that I said, well, too bad. Either I'm ending my life in, in April or we're going to, or we're going to change this shit. And so I ended up selling the one thing of value to me, which was an iPhone six plus I bound, bought an ounce of mushrooms and, um, and some books on Amazon. That's when I started to subscribe to Amazon. Uh-huh. And um, I started taking two or three grams every three or four days until they were done. So my birthday's in March and I was practically done in March. And I went to a suicidal tendencies concert with Megadeth by myself because I had no friends, but by that time it started working already. Nice. And, then I, and then I went back to work. And so that whole year I was completely off the head meds Beautiful. and I dropped them on, on new year's. I started that on new year's Eve. I started that whole process. And so that whole full year was just amazing. And then my wife came into my life and she was having like terrible problems with alcohol uh-huh. she'd come into my place and she'd just be bouncing off the walls. And, you know, I said, here, take these. And I started feeding them to her and she immediately quit drinking. Wow. Love my love there for her. Nice. And, and the, the medicine. So, um, yeah, I always, and then through that whole year, that whole year was just amazing. How long ago was that that year? I was four. So this is now we're talking about three years ago now. Okay. Okay. So now, Last year we got married, um, and in and like we were gonna get married right, right Congrats, away. Congrats, man! Yeah, thanks, man. And so, 
Yeah. Well, I guess it would have been 2018 we got married. Uh-huh. Mm, okay. I see. Yeah. So we're like almost two years into it now. But Beautiful. like it's been for both of us, like we would take, I'd take like 10 grams, she'd take like five or seven, and we would just laugh our asses off at like Joe Rogan or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just and I would sit there and I would babble for like four hours straight about society and this yeah. <laughs> fucking stupid yeah. facade we live yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. And uh I know yeah. what that's like. <laughs> yeah. So we had a lot of good times and it, it pulled man. her out of her because her her little girl died like oh jeez like um a two years before we got oh, married no. so we weren't together yet and then i seen that and then she was in like just a mess which is why she was drinking so, yeah. so much right yeah and so i helped her to understand those feelings and her emotions and every year yeah. around around april 10th we you know she has a little bit of a struggle with it but i yeah. say hey let's do a couple grams of mushrooms and work through it yeah and always work through that stuff yeah and so yeah it was uh like my wife's ipad's going off so yeah so it's been quite the journey and so i guess about a year and i guess it would have been a year ago march Mm -hmm. that we um i'll let them ring and drive me nuts um a year ago march is when i started um, oh, I don't even know if I should say this or not. If you don't feel comfortable, man, you don't have to, man. You really don't. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I got some bark and, um, you know, did what I need to do mm-hmm. and, you know, um, dyed some stuff, some textiles. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, like it. And then, you know, you, you use an MAOI with it and start uh-huh. just, and I was just in, you know, trying to find different things. And I was just using the internet and, you know, uh, taking some chances. Uh And uh, it really blew my noggin apart, you know, um, as to, because the mushrooms really help you with, I find with the internal emotional chemical thing that's going on in your body. Yeah, yeah. But the the DMT (laughs) when taken, um, you know, I, I always get try to get like seven hits into me Jeez. You know, or or more, you know, like I, I find that 27 milligrams is a is about the right amount. Yeah. And you, if you can take that all in, you can usually get it in three, but it usually takes me more than that. And um, if you warm it up slowly enough and, and do it right, you know, but I find that that just, you know, it it evaporates this existence altogether. True. True. And, um, you know, I've been reading DMT in my occult mind and I pick it up every once in a while and put it back down. But yeah, his, he's got like a few hundred, um, of those experiences in that book, you know, and it's pretty interesting. That book by Dick Con, did you read it yet? No, you know, to be honest with you, man, I'm, I am new to this entire world. It's, pro- it's one of the reasons why I'm even doing these conversations to, you know, learn about these books and history and certain people of the, you know, craft, so to speak. Um, so no, I mean, that's something definitely I'll, I'll look into, man. <clears throat> What's the, um, you said, what was the name of the it book? Was, 
It's it's called DMT in my occult mind two by Dick Kahn. K- oh, okay, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, he's just got you know like a few. How many trip reports are in here? Let me just look. I got the book in front of me. I've heard one hundred thirty-two. I see. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's like one hundred thirty-two trip reports, and they're very similar. But he does a really good. Uh, he's really good at articulating it. And mm-hmm. right now I'm also, I've got a couple books on the go. Um, Alien Information Theory by Andrew R. Gallimore. Oh I've my God. It. That book is friggin' like, there's parts of it. I'm just like, where, the, like what's going on here? And then Dude, that get- guy himself is wild. I, I, when I, when I first got onto the DMT world.net site last year, yeah. it's my first introduction to DMT besides hearing it here and there. Mm-hmm. That was one of the people that stood out to me the most. And I, I watched an interview <clears throat> that he had with these guys called Dream and Jaguars, who are part of the community as well. But they did like a back and forth on YouTube, man. It's, it's, and he did like a brief uh, intro, not intro, but kind of a backstory of him and then what he believes in. And a lot of it was the stuff that's in his book there, the alien information theory. And that guy has some pretty good, uh, pretty cool theories. Pretty cool. Oh, theories. Matt, it is completely unbelievable where he goes with this thing like I, I can't even explain it because I don't know it well enough to uh, to articulate what it is that he's trying to convey yeah but it's it's really foundational uh-huh. you know in terms of our existence and maybe even all existence I don't even know like I'm I I pick it up and I put it down and I'm about two-thirds of the way through it and um yeah it's it's a super good book apparently i think i read something or saw something that he was working with strassman in order yeah. to find some sort of way to extend yep the dmt well when you take an maoi with 150 milligrams of dmt hello 50 minutes is long enough for me man (laughs) you know and then then, then you got three hours of this of that existence overlaid on this what do you think yourself what the fuck did i do to myself what is this gonna last forever (laughs) yeah fuck bad that shit is (laughs) so intense i was fucking i was stuck in like this place where terror was like several iterations below what I was experiencing in that moment. (laughs) And I was in this great hall and I was completely stuck to it in one spot. And there was absolutely nothing I could do, but take it for 50 minutes. And you know how long a second is that world. Yes. So it seemed like a lifetime and you just got to breathe and hold the fuck on yeah you know i i talked to my my wife she hasn't really had these type of experiences before but the way i try to explain it to her is like you know when you have a dream at night you know your dream in reality in this way awoke reality or wake in reality whatever you want to call it it's you know three four minutes but in your dream state it can be days entire days so Some of these, some of these substances or entheogens, medicines, whatever you want to call them, they'll take like I had, I had a session where I felt like it was not even joking, like weeks. And I remember coming out of it and asking my wife, "How long have I been gone?" And she was like, yeah. oh, "Like two hours." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> At the time, it, it just slows down. And oh yeah, I experience it for like it's something else. That that in itself is just 
mind-blowing just right there. Oh, I totally not, agree. Not to mention all the visuals and, and anything or, or entities that you may meet along the way. I mean, it definitely is, is life-changing. I mean, it does, it does uh, change your perspective at, at the very least, the very least. Yeah, that DMT World shirt. I wear that shirt just about every single same, day, man. Same, man. same, same shirt like that DMT <laughs> with the Just Do It. And yeah. then I was like, "Well, that's not enough." So oh, I, I know tattooed it on about. my fucking body. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, saw Fuck that. Fuck this, man. man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I fucking, yeah, like it's the most important thing right now to me you know it feels like we're like at the end of days with this coronavirus bullshit and uh it could just be a dark cloud that lifts within a few weeks or (laughs) after like in canada we have like four months where they're giving everybody two grand uh a month yeah they just gave it to everybody yeah as they're doing something you- similar like that here. It's called a stimulus check, but I think they're only doing it like once uh, for for now. And I mm-hmm. know people just started receiving it this week. I know here where I'm at, Pete, some of the local members of the group that we got here just got their uh, stimulus checks uh, this Monday, I think it was, or Tuesday. Yeah. 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 So anyways, what I'm concerned about is, you know, all the small businesses are yeah. going to collapse. And so when after four months when this money is done and where's the jobs to go back to? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, and so uh, I'm wondering, okay, so are they going to start looting around here? People are, you know, kind of looking at caves to hide in and and like, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. My my buddy is like, Oh, we went and checked out these caves and I was like, okay, well maybe we should do the same. All those doomsday preppers are like, I told you guys, (laughs) I told you. (laughs) Well, something's got to give, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. You can't take from the environment and it's sad. It makes me like, um, I kind of look at it like we're humanity is like the abomination the abomination of desolation spoken mm-hmm. of by Daniel, the prophet, you know, we're making our planet desolate and yeah. we're nothing more than uh genetically, genetically modified monkeys. Yeah. You know, so it, it, you know, when you think of things like that, and I've got a little bit of a Christ complex going on too. So that doesn't help much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you, man. Look, I, I I look at this entire situation, and and not to deviate from you know the your story there, but um, to be honest, for me, man, um, it, it keeps me aware of things, um, but it, it doesn't really change my perspective much. You know, I've I've always been, um, I've always kind of felt like this is what we are, this is what we do. Not to that. I'm proud of it, but that I realize, you know, and I try not to waste as much. I mean, I do waste as either way, but, you know, living in, in a society where cities is where the economy is at and most of the jobs are at, you know, unfortunately, some people just ain't got the damn choice. I mean, we kind of have to work our way out of here, which is kind of an ass backwards uh, situation, if you ask me. But, you know, it's the hand that I've been dealt and um, it is what it is, man. I, I, I see all this happening here and people, you know, getting pretty, pretty crazy about it. you know, taking, I mean, the stores, food just flying off the fucking shelves. like it ain't no damn thing, but you know, here where we are, where I am, at least we have more than enough and we don't even know what it's like to be oppressed. We don't know what it's like to go. Most of us, the majority to, to go to sleep hungry for more than just one fucking night. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we can do with without a lot of stuff that we already have. And I think for me, that's the one thing. This has driven that back home to me is, you know, live simple. You don't need a lot of shit, you know, just a few things and, and treat them well and respect yeah. them and take care of them and don't yeah. fucking waste shit, you know? That's exactly the way we are around here. Yeah. Well, it's easy. It's so yeah. easy. It it's is. because we, we get these jobs and these cities and we're going we're day in, day out, day in, day out. We're moving too fucking fast and everything is convenient and things mm -hmm. just come and go and toss in the trash and we don't even think twice about it. Yeah, exactly. Everything we eat, everything we wear, you know, is it adds to the demise of our planet. Yeah, it's true. You know, and, really true. and and the suffering. And it's yeah. like, well, how I'm this cog in this machine. How do I get out of it? And you can't. You can't. But for me, uh, for me personally, I have children yeah. and I drive that that mentality into them, you know, and. Yeah that's the thing that i can control i can't control my neighbor but i can control my home you know and in the sense of this is how i live guys and i lead by example here so when you go out into this world and you you know decide to do what you want to do you're going to keep these principles in mind because you know and you see these other people out there doing all this stuff and wasting all this shit and you, you don't need that you don't need a lot of money to survive you don't need a lot of money to have a good life you don't need yeah, that I agree. you need to know how to appreciate things for what they are yeah i agree with you i have a question <clears throat> for you though sure man okay well what are you going to do when they make you guys take vaccines well, in, in all reality, that kind of already is the way that it is, you know, okay. I mean, it's not something that I mean, I, I've never really looked into it in terms of well, can I go to jail, but I don't think you know, I've got a, a my, my wife's brother had his kids who never vaccinated his kids. I never even gave it a fucking second thought, to be honest with you, man. I, I, right. I you know, I, I grew up just I grew up uh, uh, parents of immigrants here in this country. So mm -hmm. a lot of this shit here is new, was new to me when I was a kid. It was just, this is what they do. Okay, cool. You go get shots. All right, get shots. You go see the dentist. You get. So I never even thought any, I never had second thoughts about any of that. But, you know, making me do something or forcing me to do something is, is something else, right? I mean, uh, I'm not that kind of person, man. Um, I mean, yeah, look, but here's 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 what I got to ask then. Well, you know, you say that you have, you know, these six little guys to take care of and you got to feed feed them. Mm -hmm. So what happens when and this is going to happen? What happens when they remove cash money out of the system and your your currency is digital and they say, well, the only way that you're. Um, like there's, there's going to be something that tightens the screw that forces you to either choose, but to be vaccinated and maybe chipped or feeding your boys. What are you going to do? You know, I, I can't say, to be honest, uh, I really don't know. Um, I, I really, I really don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, I think I know what I would say, but or do, but I, I really can't until that time comes, until I'm actually facing it and yeah. seeing it for what it is. Yeah, true enough. True yeah. enough. 
I mean, because in all reality, I mean, it, there's some shit that it's like, look, man, it's a give and take. I understand if, if I got to live here, you know, it means I'm not going to drink and drive, right? Obviously, okay, then I'm going to drink and drive. But, you know, there's other things like, well, hey, you got to join this cause and go fight for these shit and go kill these people. Like, that's something that I have actually have gone through. Yeah. And for me, it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. You could toss me in jail if you want. You know, I've learned my lesson. I will never fight for something I, know I, won't, I don't believe in, you know. So Good for you, man. It's that's just awesome. one of those things that, you know, I really, I really can't say, man. And, and that's the biggest thing that I kind of, for my kids, is tell them, like, look, it's, this is your life. You make the decisions. This is your show. And you don't let anybody else out there, anybody tell you what to do as long as you're okay with it. And if you think that it's good for you, then fucking do it. Even if that means going against the fucking grain, do it. Who cares? It's your fucking show. You know? Right on, man. That's really important. I'm glad you said that to them. And, and I know that they'll, they respect you and then yeah. they will, they will follow that. And I think that's the way that you mold um, those boys into men. You know, yeah, yeah. Is doing that sort of stuff and giving that kind of advice. So I applaud you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a little bit, it's a little difficult too, because, you know, I still have to be there for them, even if I may not agree with their decisions, you know, there's some things where I'm like, come on, man, what are you doing? You know, but you know, that's something that I never had too. So that's something that I try to give them, you know, is unconditional support, you know, like, yeah, yeah. as long as you ain't killing nobody or killing yourself, man, I'm there for you. You know, let me know what's going on. And I'll help you out in, in any manner I can. So that's good. So it sounds like you have a good a good relationship with you definitely that's, man that's very yeah. important yeah it's something that's lacking right work Fuck ethic yeah. you know yeah. in the past the the generations behind us they're just like their work ethic is yeah. atrocious you know it's terrible yeah but, see i think that i think the same could be said for each you know past generation but I, the one thing that for me in general is is the home life like you know the the closeness that you have between the family you know you don't really see that too much more often you know you have kids that are yeah. being raised by tvs and fucking tablets now which yeah. hey a time and a place for everything but at the end of the day the most important thing is your family these are the people that will not and some people may not have that but i do and my my yeah. kids do you know and i drive that home you know a lot you know hey your brothers are going to be here for you no matter what and um they're more important than a than a tv or or you know anything else that you come along because this is from the beginning to the end you know yeah that's really good advice for it all all the all the youth you know? yeah you know your siblings are the ones that are going to be there and defend you as long as you aren't an asshole to them of course yeah <laughs> right give and take you know? yeah yeah no see i i, I rode the others oh go ahead no, no no go go ahead i was just gonna say that i i kind of rode the other side of that you know um, i was a militant tough tough dad yeah you know and you know it made um I have three girls from three different women mm -hmm. and you know, they, all of them are doing okay, you know, and I kept them all off the pole. So that was my most important. Number one thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. was keeping, you don't want your daughter to be a stripper. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so they're, they're like, my, my youngest is at Simon Fraser. At, yeah. Simon Fraser university. So mm -hmm. You know, she's she's doing well. I don't know That's good. what she's taking. And the other two, you know, one's married to a firefighter and the other one's, you know, 
owns a nice big house so all the girls are sitting well so nice nice it i i i struggled with being a parent that's for sure because I, I never wanted to be one to begin with did they come to you in your life when they were, when you were younger like when you were still like a teenager or something like that i was in my early 20s when mm -hmm. my first one came and so the first two are six months apart mm-hmm and uh yeah you know like i did what i could and you know i i was tough though i gave out i gave out push-ups and lines you know and if they didn't do those well then you know the fear of god will be upon them so <laughs> yeah I, I, you know they, and i'd always start out with 100 push-ups it was never it was never it was never 50 or 20 it's like okay that's 100 yeah and if they kept mouth and back well that's 200 Jeez. and i'd make them do every single one of them right yeah so it was a bit of an asshole in that respect but they listened if i said if we were in public and i said don't do that they didn't do it yeah yeah you know like they 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 feared me which is i don't think is a good thing either no so. i mean it depends it it does it does what it's supposed to do but in the end love, love is, is the biggest one man and especially self-love you know to show yeah. like for me with my boys um <clears throat> You know, they when I started having kids, I was already like in the recovery part of, of my life. And I was going through my own stuff in the beginning. And, um, <clears throat> you know, now it's more, you know, I learned to love myself, you know, while I was yeah, raising absolutely. my children. And um, I think that's what helped them out a lot because, you know, I've never had to whoop their asses or, I mean, I've obviously every now and then probably have with a few of them, you know, raised my voice and shit like that, put them in time out. But for the most part, you know, it's never been too forced here. And um, it's more so on the individual and the team, you know, yeah. the importance of, you know, what you mean to yourself and then what do you mean to everybody else in your family? And um, because in, in all reality, we all have to live with each other on this earth in this existence. Yeah, you know, my exactly. neighbor, just because there's a wall between us, I mean, if we pulled these walls down, I can toss a shoe at my neighbor. You know what I mean? When you live in a city, like where I'm at, that's how it is. But we, a lot of us like to de de uh, detach ourselves from each other. And I yeah. think that that's a big, a big no-no. You know, I think that we need to kind of remember that we are all humans and we all live here together. You know, yeah. and that's one thing that I do drive here in my house is uh, in order for us to be able to work together, I have to be able to know that I can rely on myself first, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Self-love is so important. Oh yeah, man. You know, it goes a long way. It wasn't until like the middle of the mushroom thing. And, and when I did <clears> that 30 gr point four grams and I was just bawling because Jeez. of the, the planet and, but the whole experience was like, um, it was like you, um celebratory yeah in my mind the the mushrooms are celebrating or the mushroom intelligence was and that symbiosis was in it was celebrating my existence and um then at the end of that i just couldn't stop thinking about how our planet was dying and yeah all the extinctions that go on every single day and i was like heaving crying for like two hours and then i'd get into the shower and i'd have my hand on the on the my arm on the wall and i'd just be falling because of what's going on so that was the biggest thing that I took from that and the fact that all the terrible things that happened in my youth and all the things that happened throughout my existence that cre 
that created guilt, shame, and trauma in my existence. Um, You know, that stuff, the mushrooms washed that away. Mushrooms, yeah, they they washed away all that guilt, shame, and trauma. And um, so I was able to really love myself. And then when my wife came into the picture, I was able to finally get up on stage and just perform and just you know nice. do that. And even though it's just karaoke, man, it just <laughs> felt like so liberating. Yeah. I think finally... I saw I think you shared uh some videos before, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 yeah it's That's it was nice, it's man. nice just to get out and just express yourself, right? That's beautiful, man. Yeah. I'm glad was... you were able to to experience that man you know I, I, since we got <clears throat> since getting on the uh the empty world.net site there you know i remember seeing you in the beginning and i've seen you kind of evolve into this you know th- this outgoing person i mean I, i'm sure you already had some type of improvement up until that up, you know from that point or to that point but you know you can definitely see a lot of people that are on there that you know they slowly start to change you know and yeah. some people get a little bit more um um busy or uh, occupied with you know the, the the knowledge part of like some of these medicines like the dmt stuff yeah and some people get pretty deep into it but you know for the most part like you see people start changing you know and that's something that i did see see in in you and i always uh I was always rooting for you, man. I always yeah, was. Thanks, brother. <laughs> for yeah, real, thanks. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well, it's, this path is like, it, for me, it's, it's not like we have a predetermined, you know, end game for this existence. Yeah. You know, it's like we, we walk and we experience this moment this single moment that we're in right now, Alex, and we we're witnessing it from behind, you know, the, these, the subjective uh, perspective of our existence. And we just take it in and somehow it's being left behind in time. Yeah. So we have a responsibility to promote this primary, um, molecule that you know expands your consciousness Mm -hmm. and it's it's extremely vital for as many people as possible to get that stuff into them because if we don't help people to heal how are we going to heal the planet how are we going to stop doing the things that we do that even even us talking on here i've got Mm -hmm. uh uh, two monitors on a camera uh two lights all this electricity Mm -hmm. that we're blowing through that you know creates a carbon footprint Mm -hmm. every little everything i eat everything i wear and you know and there's 7.8 billion of us on the planet (laughs) and we're all doing that and at different levels you, do so you, I don't know what it's going to take, but well, here's the thing. Like I, I hear exactly what you're saying, and, and when I start thinking about that, you know, I, I get, I feel a little panic inside. You know, like God, what are we doing? What are we doing? But you know, I, I come to, I guess, an agreement with myself. I wouldn't even call it a realization, but you know, I asked myself because I've, the one thing that I, I that I always think about is. 
Um, I, I'm sure you've heard of the serenity prayer. I'm sure you're pretty familiar oh, with yeah. you know, A, yeah. but there's 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 some knowledge in there. You know, there's some things in there that have always stuck with me. You know, the to change the things that I can, you know, yeah. accept the things you cannot, the wisdom to know the difference. And yeah, that's you know, yeah, I, I used to go through all those meetings. I've done the the mm -hmm. steps in AA twice, N A C A. Yeah. Uh, what was that other one? Um, N A C A. Coda. Coda. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Codependence Anonymous. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did all the step in the steps in all those, and I don't personally agree with the twelve steps anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't find that they heal enough people. There's of course. a few that like a few that stick around. Yeah. But the ones that really need it are still out there drinking or using. Exactly. And so I find that, and and I completely agree with you. I take, I've taken some things from the, the steps. You know, like yeah. In a, in an NA meeting, uh, I I heard to abstain from your ego driven experience. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. To abstain from your ego driven experience. Well, yeah, if we did that, we would have less problems. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, and um, it, it's it's all about that. It's this yeah. whole thing is about ego and, you know, the experience of the individual, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, f there's also like for me, the, the one thing that I when I think about these, these thoughts and, and, and where I'm like, God, you know, I really need to do this. I need to do that. And we need to do this. You know, I, I, I find myself asking myself, okay, so what is it that I can do? And what is it that I can't really do? Because when I think about just in general, how we as a society, I mean, we just, we fuck shit up. That's what we oh, yeah. do. Like, I don't think that for me personally, I don't think that that will ever end. I think that there will always be some form of it or another. But I go back to the things that I can change. And the things that I can change is my mind, my mind, my mentality, my attitude, my perspective. And then once it's for me, I go to my family, my house, and I can, I can, I can affect that to a certain extent. And then my community to a certain extent, you know, so it's almost like there's, there's just a balance that we have to keep, you know, because the time is going to come there. Nothing lasts forever. One yeah, day this I, earth, I say that all the time. Yeah. This earth will be done with, and maybe it will be by our hands. Maybe it will be by the hands of some fucking rock flying out there. They'll be here. Who knows when, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but for me, that's the one thing that kind of calms that panic back down. And makes me get to business, you know, like, okay, all right. So, yeah, I may not be able to save the fucking world, but at least I'll be able to, you know, make that change within myself and be the change that I like to see and become a better version of myself. And then hopefully, you know, inspire other people to do the same, you know. And I think that that's that you just got to have that faith, man. You just got to keep walking that path, you know. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, my wife has, I've told her several times that she has made me want to be the best version of myself, you know, and, and just that magnetic attraction that we have for each other is just uh, the most incredible thing. So, you know, when you're always talking and i love the way you do it on dmtworld.net oh yeah I, yeah you're like i love you man i love you man. oh man because i do because i do I man that. yeah it's because i do man. i really it's do beautiful. man yeah i do uh, and I, look and i know people can people have talked shit and i'm like dude i don't even care man you can take it or leave it bro but you know yeah. I, I know what it's like to for me to be the hateful alex you know i've been out there and i've 
I've, I've sent people to their fucking maker. You know what I mean? I've gone all the way and I don't like to be that guy. I want to be the, the other side. I want to go to the other side of, of the, the spectrum. I want to go to the light. I want to be yeah. part of the solution in my, in my eyes. You know? Yeah, so. I agree, man. It, and it's a beautiful thing, right? To come to that realization. Yeah. That, you know, you've, you've dealt with all that shit. It was painful. Know? Yeah. You, you've had all those past relationships. Oh, yeah. You've had, you know, you've, you've reacted in certain ways in order to, um, you know, whatever it is, satisfy yourself, your own personal selfish yeah, desires. And then you come, and this is my, one of my realizations is that it, in a relationship, it's more important to give than to take. True. And that you get a lot more, um, I guess it's feeding the fire. I told my way from the beginning of our relationship, you know, when yeah. you say, I love you, you say, I love you. And, you know, you just reciprocate and always feed that fire of, you know, of the relationship. It's easier said than done for sure. But it's, it's way more rewarding once you get to that point. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. learning to truly appreciate things, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, man, totally it's beautiful. Agree. Fucking beautiful, man. Beautiful. Let me let me ask you a quick question um, in terms sure. of uh, the psychedelics. Now, um, <clears throat> for me, I have always um, I, well, I started this path in, in, with the with the goal of healing. Um, now I know that I'll never be one hundred percent perfect or one hundred percent healed, so to speak. But um, I have tried uh, psilocybin and, and different types of. Um, uh, mushrooms, uh, the different types of um, compounds within the psilocybin uh, um, or magic mushrooms, whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. and DMT and, and, and these other uh, compounds as well. But the one thing that has been coming up a lot recently, like in the last two weeks, has been pharmawasca, which is something that is um, um, a little different than doing straight up DMT or ayahuasca, but it's um, so pharmawasca is basically, um, taking an MA, MAOI with a gel cap mm -hmm. and taking, um, the dimethyltryptamine in a gel cap. Now, so, are you doing an extraction of the MAOI? Is that what, what's happening? Well, you can, um, you can do that, but I, I've never done that. I just pulverize, I have a mortar and pestle and uh -huh. you order like Syrian rue yeah. and you, you crush it and um, you, you basically just put it into, like I do uh, two grams is usually a good number. One and a half, two grams seems mm -hmm. to be about the right, right number for me. And you put that in gel caps and then you take your um, DMT fumarate or mm -hmm. um, not the fumarate, what's it called yeah that's what i've been told was fumarate it's that well, it's you can be... do, it doesn't have to be okay okay no, it can it can it can be the original like when you would do the extraction oh really it's called. anyways you can just put that straight into the pill and that works too it's supposed to i just um, mentioned this actually in a post that it is supposed to be if you do the fumarate or fumarate it's supposed to be um easier on your stomach mm. But I never had a problem either way. So all the pharmawaska is, is taking it, like, actually, I find it to be even better um, if you take the Syrian rue, crush it up, and put it into, like, with your favorite tea bag and some honey, uh -huh. drink that down, and then seven to nine minutes later, around seven minutes, um, parachute 
the so just wrap the 150 milligrams of dimethyltryptamine in it to a to a um, piece of tissue uh-huh. and just swallow that. Mm. And so that will that will do the same thing as is as if you take the the gel caps. Now this is supposed to be like a longer um, session or journey, if you will, right? Oh, it, it's way longer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's it's fifty minutes. Like you know, when you when you smoke it, you might maybe be gone for five minutes yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah. If you if you drink it like the the MAOI uh-huh. or or swallow the MAOI, you're and then you smoke it, you'll probably double it, double that time. So ten or maybe fifteen minutes, maybe twenty max. <clears throat> but if you ingest the DMT, well then um yeah. I mean, it's, I've heard of some some people were telling me that that, that they they've had like four hour long fucking sessions uh, using. But yeah, it is four works. hour. It's a total of four four hours. Yeah. But if you if you ingest it, the fifty minutes. Okay, imagine you smoking some DMT, uh-huh. and you are at the peak of your, and you know you're at the peak. Yeah. Now, and your peak doesn't last for very long. No. Okay, well, stretch that out for 50 minutes. Oh yeah. That's 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 what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. 50 it's 50 minutes. Have you ever uh, done the, done of it the like heaviest this? part of it? What's that? <sighs> Jesus Christ. You have you ever done done the pharmacosca like this before? Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying right. Oh, with the, the with the hall. Yeah. Yeah, you well, I did it with the gel caps, right? Oh, okay. It's the free base. You put if you just put the free base in um and don't even turn the free base to fumarate. I haven't had a problem. Somebody else might. I don't know. Uh-huh. But the way I've done it is I just crushed up the the um, Syrian root and then added the, the DMT free base and it was fine. It you was know, extreme. I've been I've been looking into these um, these type of sessions just because I've gotten to so um, I've just feel like I've gotten to the point where uh, I'm kind of almost. I don't know how to say it, but I'm kind of like treating it like it's almost like a buzz almost like where it's like, okay, it's not even like, I'm not even doing any healing anymore. Like even with the psilocybin, like um, I tried some, uh, some assertions a few weeks back and Mm. it was great. Um, the, 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 the peak of it, I was having like a full, full blown conversation with myself in my head. Like I can hear my voice in my head out loud. And it was along the lines of accepting my death and then going through like various types of deaths, like in my mind, like literally living them out, um, for like two hours straight until I pretty much couldn't, I laid down and I couldn't fucking, I, I felt like I was like a thousand pounds. I couldn't fucking move for shit. I didn't get no, no, um, no, uh, what is it called? Paralysis. But I could see how, how some people at a higher dose could, could feel the paralysis. And, uh, even with like some Penelia essences, I had two grams of those, like about a, about a month or two beat back. Yeah. Uh, well back and then that was full like four hours of swimming in, in my mind i mean yeah, I was, pan jams uh, 
Yeah, Penelius sign scenes are supposed to be pretty. I haven't had them yet. I'm looking forward oh to it. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it, just two grams of that apparently is supposed to be pretty pretty heavy. Yeah, and I, and, and I, and I, and I did bring something back with, it, with me. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I still, you know, I spoke with um, a member of the community. His name is Psychedelics um, last week. And um, his, his conversation should be up by this time this one's up. But... <laughs> Um, he was talking to me, me about ayahuasca and, you know, the guided, the guided therapy, like the guided sessions. And yeah. that's something that I've really been looking into because a lot of, a lot of these, these times that I've, I've done, have had these sessions, um, in the beginning it was with my wife. She was uh, kind enough to be there for me. And now, you know, I've gotten to the point to where I can kind of just, you know, lock myself up in the room and just lay down, turn the lights off and just, you know, let it all go. Yeah. Um, but I, I find it a little difficult to find um, others who can assist in terms of either the, re the, the integration aspect of it or during the session, you know, kind of like, like the ayahuasca experience, you know, something like that. And um, I know right like now... You're, mm -hmm. you're looking for a ceremonial ayahuasca experience? Is you know, I... I don't know, even not even if it's just ayahuasca, but anything within these medicines. And, and um, <clears throat> the only reason I, 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 I'm not saying that I, me, for me, I'm looking, but I think that there's a benefit there that I, I have yet to experience myself. Um, but I think that for me personally, that's what may be missing uh, uh, for me because um, I, I kind of feel like it's almost getting to the point where it's kind of recreational. You know what I mean? And which yeah. is okay. It's okay. I don't look down on people that do a recreation. Hey, you do whatever you want to do, man. But for me personally, yeah. I still feel like there's some work that needs to be done. And I think that's the next step for me. Yeah. I do everything um, in the dark in my bedroom. I have Same. tinfoil yeah. on the windows and everything is absolutely silent mm -hmm. when I go and do this because I'm going in to do some serious work. Exactly. Um, I kind of had the same, uh, thing with you as you when i was thinking about 5meo dmt yeah. and um so and then the 5meo came to me um uh, and then the, the actual 5meo came to me so the How first was one was syn synthetic well to be honest i've done the synthetic uh -huh. and it was um basically my my whole existence became like a globe right around me and i could hear everything that was going on like bugs and you know footsteps and yeah. breathing and and it, i just became like one with everything around me but it was very it was a very auditory experience mm. there was nothing visual um and it was that stuff was incredibly hard to get to vaporize you know hmm. so but and then I um, was able to um, get some actual toad venom, and um, I'm too scared to do it. <laughs> really? To be honest. Oh yeah. That's what I mean, though. Do you think you you would benefit more for with somebody who has experienced this before and has had some other people that they've helped with and help you kind of guide you through it? I I do have some people that come into my life every once in a while that, uh -huh. you know, I get to help me get through that. But, you know, when you, you know, you watch some of these videos on 5MEO, you know, with, um, what was his name, Dr. Octavio Reddig? Yeah, yeah. The Toad of Dawn. 
Yeah. You know, like, you know, and people are concerned or, or you, you know, you see people like frothing at the mouth and yeah, gyrating and just <laughs> sitting there and vibrating. And it's like, well, what happens if I take a really huge hit and that happens to me? And yeah. I, you know, I need to have somebody there. So when I did the synthetic, I had somebody there and I could go and see that person again. Yeah. Um, and, and get this into me. But at this point, you know, I'm so, I'm, very content with my existence right now <laughs> yeah and so yeah. why would i want to i hear you because know, yeah. when you when you do the pharma wasca uh -huh. or you or you do you know the 5meo it's like you don't ever want to do that again you're in the middle of it you're like what the hell am i doing this to myself for yeah and no, you know, i hear you you're, yeah. you're getting this information slammed from the whole universe slammed into you like a lightning bolt, you know, and it's yeah. like, it's like, fuck, I don't want to do that again. That hurts. You know what, though, man, I, 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 I feel like for me personally, there's, there's still some, some searching left. Um, every single one of these um, experiences, these, the, the higher doses or the longer session, whatever you, you know, want to categorize them under, I always get to a point. I, there's always a point where I'm always like, why the fuck is this happening? And then all of a sudden, boom, it clicks. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense. And then, and then I start coming down. And then it's like, I'm just learning these lessons as I keep moving forward. And it's more for, for me to, to be okay with my existence. Like, like you said, I don't think yeah. that I've gotten there yet, to be honest with you, man, because I don't, I, I don't feel 100% okay with my existence right now. You know, I still feel like, like I, there's still something left that I need to, to discover within myself. And, and I think that's why, you know, I've been looking into these other, um, these other these other types of, of sessions you know but i, I hear you i hear you and I, I i don't know exactly what it's like but i i know what it's kind of what it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question yeah why <clears throat> why man why, why why is it important that you feel like you need to do anything else why can't you just accept who you are in this moment i'll, I'll tell you why because i i just can't there's I like I haven't gotten over these things inside of myself like I can still feel the suicidal tendencies I could still mm -hmm. feel the depressive thought and and they're more they're a little stronger than than my own self like all it's going to take is one bad thing to happen to me and then it's just going to spiral is what I feel like and I don't feel confident enough yet I really don't I I, I feel like I'm safe right now, but if something comes along the way, I don't know if I'll be able to make it through that test because I'm not confident within myself. Maybe, maybe that's the key word, safe. You're only doing a safe amount. Possibly. Maybe, maybe possibly. you should be pushing yourself to do as much as you can possibly do in that moment. When you think that's enough, you do just a little bit more. <laughs> and then maybe you'll find yourself in a, in a position where you'll be, I'm going to take it from the AA program or the programs of the 12 step programs of recovering. Mm -hmm. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. That's yeah. one thing I hold on to, you know, from those programs, acceptance.
is the answer to all my problems today. And yeah. I agree with that. If I accept everything that's going on in my life just for as it is, and I'm just a witness of the events of this environment, well, what can be what can be so bad? I'm fed. I have a, a home. You know, I have friends. I have family. Like, what is there to complain about? I guess I guess I'm just a little afraid of myself, to be honest with you. Uh, I think that I just I don't fully 100 percent trust or, or accept myself. You know, I, I don't I can't say why either. Like maybe there's something something else that I have yet to, you know, conquer or to, to, to you know, confront or, or accept it. I, I just I don't know what it is. It's just something that's deep inside of my brain that. I don't know. I, I can feel it. I can feel it every day. There's something there. And, and, I, and I and I feel like I have to confront it. But I just I don't know what it is. You know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. It's almost your own personal delusion that you've created for yourself. Possibly. Saying, <laughs> uh, I need to find out this one thing that doesn't exist. You're just right. to give me something to do and to chase my tail. <laughs> Maybe. Right? Maybe. So don't, For all I know, right? Yeah, why don't you just try the acceptance thing? And when you, you think in this self-sabotaging syndrome way, just say, well, no, I accept what's going on. You know, sometimes it's hard to change your emotional upheaval. You get emotionally entangled with the things that are going around you you in your life and you're like oh fuck i'm gonna blow my fucking stack and yeah. whatever go on a rampage but you just if you could just stop yourself i can't say, do that Wait man a, well you can i know i just i suck at it dude well that's all we all do we all suck at it but oh, if you can remember that anything that you do okay so whenever i have an emotional upheaval I mm -hmm. stop myself and I think, well, if I do this, this is, I know I've been down that road before. If I act out and <laughs> I need to abstain from my ego driven experience, I yeah. try to remember that. That's what this is all about. Abstaining from the ego driven experience because your emotions and your ego are tied into each other. I'm a welder. I'm a nurse. I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm an MCSE, I'm a dad, I'm a, you're always labeling yourself. Your ego is always trying to reinforce itself. And it does that through your emotions. Your emotions get excited and you, you uh, stand up and fight for this, or you stand up and fight for that, or you back away from this, or you back away from that. Anything that gives you an, an emotional entanglement or an attachment is going to cause any emotional disturbance that you create in your life is going to cause conflict and chaos in your life so it's just you responding to the meat puppet in yeah. actuality there is no free will you are just there to witness from behind your eyeballs so stop engaging with the ego stop engaging with your emotional experiences and start just witnessing and standing back. Bruce Lee says, and I post this on Facebook every once in a while, be like water, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. I, dude, I'm a work in progress, brother. We all are. <laughs> I'm still fucking going, man. We all I don't are. Know. I'll see. I'll see what comes of it, man. Maybe, 
me, you know, it's almost kind of like I got to fucking scare the shit out of myself to make me be able to accept what I have type of, of, of a thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I don't know what the fuck that is, man. I don't know what you could get a you could get a pound of Syrian rue for like $15. You only need two grams of it. <laughs> Start with that and then follow it up with 150 milligrams of DMT freebase and then get back to me. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see what I can be, man. Yeah. Just like push, push yourself beyond your limits. Yeah. You cannot overdose on mushrooms. Yeah. Hybrid somewhere you have to eat half your body weight. Who the hell can eat half their body weight of anything? Of anything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, excuse me, half my body weight? I'm 210 10 pounds of mushrooms. Uh, excuse me, I could barely get through 30 fucking grams. <laughs> so help me out here. How the fuck are you supposed to overdose on this shit? You're right, man. You're right. There's bad trips, but the bad trips are the ones that heal you. True. The bad trips. There, there is no bad trips. Yeah, no. There's I only agree. hard trips. I agree. I agree. And you just hold on and breathe. And like Terrence yeah. McKenna says, if you have to sing, yeah, sing through the experience. Yeah, man. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. I fucking, dude. I, I fucking love you, man. I really I do. Too, I fucking man. thank you for coming on here, man. I, yeah. Thanks for You're having welcome. this comment for taking time thanks out of for your day, me. man. Yeah, yeah that's I, I, wonderful, man. I really appreciate you, man. Very much so, man. Thank you so much. Man. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, this was wonderful. Yeah, Thanks and we should me. we should do it again, man. Sometime yeah, down the sure. road, man. Um, now, let me ask you: Is there anything uh, you would like to say to anybody listening, or to the community, or just anything in general? I think you know. Final thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going through struggles and you feel like you're the black sheep, I think it's very important to just cry it out. And the way to have that cathartic experience is, you know, for me, it was doing mushrooms and DMT. Uh, mushrooms are for hydroxydimethyltryptamine. So it's mm -hmm. basically the same thing. So I say to people, you know, if you're going through anxiety, depression, anything mental, this is the ticket. This is the ticket. Our brains are um, wired to accept the molecule, the DMT molecule into our brains um, via the serotonin. Um, uh, yeah. So anyways, I think that if you're, if you're stuck, just, you know, maybe talk to some friends, do your own research, be yeah. your own shaman be your own shaman and figure out what you need to do in order to heal your mind beautiful no, i agree man again dude thank you so much for coming on here man and uh thanks brother definitely look forward to, to having this conversation with you again man yeah me too man this is wonderful